G, hope y'all are well. It's Coach Josh, your boy. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are having a great Tuesday. Hope y'all are getting a great push in the start of your week. I wanted to be before y'all real quickly. I'm going to do a live Q&A. But uh, for those who's watching later, who's watching the replay, I want to say thank you so much for even clicking this video. Hope you get something out of it. In this video, we're going to be talking about how to tap into your potential. So get your pens, get your packs. I have seven things that I'm going to cover. And for those who's joining me live, just going to go ahead and wave at y'all right now. Just want to say thank you all for joining me. Get your questions ready in the next five or seven minutes or so after I go through these points. I'm going to do a live Q&A with you all. You can join me face-to-face -face or whatnot. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Hope you get something out of it. Links in the description box below on YouTube. Links in the bio for all books, card games, resources, tools, ways for you to support all that good stuff. But let's get right into it. Won't be before you too long with these points. I felt impressed in my spirit by the spirit of God to talk about potential. And I got a definition here. The definition of potential is having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. Another definition of potential is latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. And so let's get right to the first thing. Uh, all of us have potential. Our potential comes from the one that gave it to us, and that's God. God has a predestined point of view of each and every one of our lives. It is our responsibility within free will and, 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 and embracing his spirit, allow the spirit to take charge and lead us that will determine how much of our potential we'll tap into. And a lot of people will say, well, coach, maybe I've wasted too much time. God can redeem the time based upon your mind's renewal, right? So it doesn't matter how much time you wasted, God can redeem the time and get you right back in line to tap into to your potential. One thing that I don't want you all to do is um, to get to heaven and look God eye to eye and God said we could have did more down there. Here is all the things that you was destined to do, created to do, packaged to do but you allow these individuals, people's perspectives, places, problems to get in the way. I don't want you to get before God and then God says man you only scratched 1% of who you was uh, destined to be. Right now is your responsibility to say, God, who am I? Who did you create me to be? What did you create me to do? And, and literally take every day as a gift, giving an opp opportunity to go after your calling, to sharpen your blade so that you can tap into your full potential. See, potential again says having or showing the capacity. Right now you have the capacity. Some Each of us have been dealt a measure of faith. Each of us have been dealt a capacity. Um, some people have a home capacity. Some people have a neighborhood capacity. Some people's capacities are home-wide, home uh, neighborhood-wide. Some people's capacities are city-wide. Some people's capacities are regionally. Some people's capacities are nationally. Some people's capacities are globally. I know I have a global capacity. Therefore, I'm not going to settle for a neighborhood. Don't get me wrong that everything builds up to a global. That doesn't mean I neglect my home, neglect my my uh, my neighborhood. Don't mean I neglect those things, but I'm not going to allow those things to shrink me to that capacity, right? Because God has called me to a global capacity and you have to know your capacity. You can't even envy somebody else's capacity because when you envy somebody else's capacity, you become um, uh, burnt out. You become broken because you envy somebody else. Not everybody's graced for the same things. And so when it comes to potential right now, all of you all have the potential to be who God has called you to be. It also says showing the capacity. Some people like my students at my school, I, 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 I see students all the time. And in particular, one comes to mind that 
she shows or they show the capacity. And it's my job to help shape their lenses, to shape their eyes, to see what God has gifted me to see in them. They are showing the capacity of greatness, but a lot of them are going through different trials, different issues that's keeping them from being what they need to be. Each and every one of us, of course, are going to have problematic things that gets in the path on along the path of our lives that are trying to keep us. But if you shift your perspectives of your problems, you will actually see your problems as partners. I make my problems my partners. They are my sparring partners. They're the ones that shaping me to be who I need to be to tap into my potential fully. So potential says having or showing the capacity. Capacity means bandwidth. Capacity means ability, right? To become or develop into something in the future. We have to use the things that are functional now that will fashion us into the people we need to be for the future. Right now, I am uh, every given moment. That's what's so beautiful about the moment. The, the, your moment and your potential or your today, uh, let me make it more plain, your current moment and your future, your present and your future are always integrated. Right now, I am in, in real time going into my future. My past was just a second ago. My present is what I'm saying now. And right now, I just got into my future from a second ago. And when I understand the vow, the power of the present, that the present is, is going from past to present to possibility in such a quick span. In one second, I just went from the past. Just a second ago, I went from the past and right now I'm in my present. Now I'm in my, I, I'm now tracking into my potential. And what I'm doing with my personhood is determining the success that I'm having at the moment. Right now, I'm utilizing this current moment, tapping into my future moments as a gift giving to you all, which will then over time produce fruit, which will then tap into somebody's life. Because one year from now today, somebody's going to watch this video and comment below. If it's October 12, 2022, and you're watching this video, comment below. It shows you the power of this video, right? So potential is, is having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. What will your future look like? You determine how, what kind of future you want to live. I don't care how bad your past was. I don't care how heavy it was. Make your current, make your uh, recent past uh, not heavy, right? So let's get to my seven points on how to tap into your full potential because, because I, we're all going to be held accountable for what we do in this body. Right now, you got to understand the value of time. Like I tell my students all the time, you spell time, L-I-F-E. And when you look at time, spelling it L-I-F-E will take time more seriously, right? So in order to, to tap into your full potential or to, to thrive in your potential and to really and prosper in that, number one, you got to know God personally. You know, I got P's. I got seven P's. You got to know God personally. The moment you get to know God, the more things begin to be uh, revealed to you. You got to know him personally. God is a person, not a product. God's a person, not a, not, a, not a thought. God is a person. And the beautiful thing about God's omnipresence is that I said in another video that he is simultaneously in our lives without distraction. He is 100% fully involved, fully attentive down to the details of my hair follicles. He is that attentive to me and the same way attentive to you without distraction. 
which means I don't have to be like, oh, I got to be like a man of God like Joshua. I got to be like this woman of God. I got to be like this person in order to get God's undivided attention. No, God is giving you his attention now. And what are you doing with his attention? Some of us, we, we, we are not even paying attention to his attention and we wonder why we end up in detention. We wonder why things have been, been preventative in our lives, keeping us from being who we need to be. So you got to get to know God personally. You got to say, God, I want to get to know you personally and to such a way that I get to know who I am personally. You're not going to be able to tap into your potential until you know the one that gave you the potential. You're not going to be able to know uh, uh, you as a product until you know the product developer. You're not going to understand how you were designed until you understand the intelligent designer. You won't get to know who you are until you know him. Steve Jobs is the architect of the iPhone, right? So he knows the product. Uh, uh, I know he's dead now, but he knew the product at that point more than anyone else because he was the creator of it. And so what happens when you have a dysfunction in a product? There's two places you go. You either go to the manufacturer or you go to the manual. If you're malfunctioning right now and you're not operating at a high level and you find some not tapping to your potential, you got to ask yourself, who do you go to first? Either you take the product yourself back to the manufacturer or you check the manual on how you're supposed to uh, 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 manage who you are. So you got to know God person. Number two, you got to know your personality. You are wired the way you're wired. The word of God says, uh, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the word of God continues, says, my soul knows it very well. Wonderful are your works. God has wonderfully created me. I am in awe of the giftings when it comes out of me. I am in awe of the anointing that flows through the various giftings that I have. It's wonderful. You are not ugly. You are not a dysfunction. I mean, you're not an accident. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means that God made you with reverence, that God took his time, reverentially created you, meaning that he created you because he respects you, because you look like him, right? When I look at my kids one day face to face and they look like me, there's going to be something that connects me to them because they look like me. So I'm going to reverence them because of the responsibility I have to steward them. And when you know God personally, then you will begin to see how he wired you wonderfully, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully means he made you different than anybody else. There's not a person on this planet <clears throat> who ever lived, <clears throat> excuse me, who's currently living or who will ever live that will be like you. There is no God don't make copies. He makes originals. And it's unfortunate we sacrifice our uniqueness. We sacrifice our originality to be a copy of somebody else's originality whose originality could be in a satanic uh, uh, situation. So when I know God personally, then I'll know myself personally. I'll know my personality and I will love me because of God's love who rescued me. Number three, in order to tap into your full potential, you got to know your purpose. Once you know God personally and you begin to understand your personality, then God will begin to reveal uh, more and more piece by piece of your uh, purpose. See, man, that uh, 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 God said there's two important days of your life. The day you were born and the day you found out why you were born. The two most important days of your life is the day you was born because it took a lot for you to become a sperm to get through that. It took a lot for you to become a human. It is a miraculous encounter for a person to become a human. I don't care what you was brought up in. God allowed the path to be made for you to be brought in to such a time as this to accomplish something magnificent. 
right? So the day you find out why is more important than the day you were born. And the only way you can find out why is to talk to the big guy, the guy who is God. And then when you know him personally, you begin to understand your personality. Then you will begin to find and discover your purpose. And you'll begin to find a reason for your existence. You will find a reason for your living. And then you will begin to uh, bear hug time, bear hug the moment because you know how valuable it is. And then you will know that you are here for a purpose. And you will not be purposeful until you know your purpose. And you, if only purposeful people... Uh, moment by moment, tap into their full potential. Once you know God personally and you begin to know yourself personally and begin to really love yourself and know yourself and begin to respect and honor the gift that was given by the gift giver and you begin to discover your purpose day by day, now you got to get to know your problem. You got to get to know your problem. Each and every one of us was sent here by God to solve a problem. The problem that I'm here to solve is people not knowing their purpose. Another problem I'm here to solve is for people to get people who do not know God and who he really is. That's why my mission and vision statement is, is to uh, uh, help people make sense of their lives and to help people grow holistically for God's optimal use. That's what I'm here to do. No, I don't budge from that. The more you begin to know God as a person, the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to know your purpose, the more you get to know your problem, then you become singular. If someone comes to me and says, uh, coach, can you help me with this? I may be capable, but it may, it may not be uh, uh, what I'm capacity for, right? I made that word up. It may not be what I'm capacity, what my capacity is for. So if someone says, hey, I want you to coach this or do that, I may be able to, but I got I to gotta look at it in line of what God wants me to do, right? So when you know God personally and you know your personality and you know your purpose and you know your problem, let me make sure I sit there for a little bit longer. You got to know your problem because when you know your problem, you always profit. There's no matter, no matter how long you live, your problem will still be here. And even if you solve the problem completely, you would have profited off that problem solution for so long that your generations would eat off of that. So I know the way I solve problems is through perspective shifts. The way I solve problems is through books and resources. The way I solve, solve problems is processes and systems and solving problems in school systems. And I, I know how to solve problems. And, and if you know how to solve problems, you will always profit. The issue is we keep wrestling with problems versus solving problems. We're wrestling with problems that we're trying to solve versus allowing God to solve the problems of our soul. How can you solve the problems of another soul if you haven't allowed God to solve the problem of your own soul? So when you allow God to be who he is, he'll begin to solve the problems of your soul. He'll then lead you into forgiveness, forgiving those people who may have wounded you. And then you will be able to be that person that can be able to wrap other people's wounds. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you got to know your problem. What problem are you here to solve? Then that will determine your, your potential. And then you will begin to know your practices. My practices, my methods, my, my, my practices. Uh, because practice makes permanent. Well, yes, we're talking about practice. Practice makes permanent. Like I got to practice my craft every day. Every day. In order for me to tap into my potential. I got to master my craft. We've lost a sense of mastery. 
We got to learn how to master our craft. The only way that we can master our craft is if we ask the master what our craft is and allow him through his spirit to be Mr. Miyagi that will teach us even in the little things how to look things will, will prevent big problems. So when I know God person, I know my personality and I begin to know my purpose and my problem, then I will begin to develop the right practices that will develop the right patterns that will guide me down the right path into tapping into my full potential. Another P that you got to get to know, you got to get to know your person. When you get to that place, when you know God, know yourself, know your purpose, you will know your person, the person you're here to marry. The second greatest decision Outside of salvation is the person you marry if that if that's in the cards for you. If that's what you want. Because if you marry the wrong person, you marry that person's problems. You marry that person's uh, past. You marry that person's uh, perspectives. You marry that person's uh, management of their pockets. You marry, you marry that. And the more you know your purpose, you'll begin to understand why it takes a little bit longer for the person to be delivered to you because that person got to be delivered too and you got to be delivered through and through so that you don't become problematic with each other and that y'all both will find the uniqueness of y'all partnership to tap into y'all potentials together even though y'all differ. But y'all differences will, att will, will att attract each other to, to make things a reality. Know God personally, know yourself personally, know your purpose, know your problem, know your practices, know your person. The best way to know your person is know you and to know God ultimately. And I should have put this with know your problem, but know your people. Know the people you're supposed to reach. Usually the people that you're supposed to reach are the people who, who, who are going through the trenches you have been freed from. <clears throat> Your people are the people that have the problems you used to have. It's hard to help people out of problems if I'm still in that problem. Usually, uh, uh, God doesn't um, put you in situations like he doesn't cause, but he will utilize. He doesn't cause everything, but he'll utilize every cause to produce a particular effect. So, yes, you was brought up in a dysfunctional home. That's not that wasn't God's will per se. Yes, you may have through your own free will sinned and fell into some different things. And but and but God will turn those things around for your good and for the good of others. So you got to think about your people. And last but not least, in order to tap into your full potential, you got to know your pace. You got to know your pace, man. You don't tap into your full potential in a day. You got to know your pace, family. You just can't just roll out here and be like, uh, I'm just going to go out here and just rush into my potential. Listen, I've been in this game, not game. I've been doing this thing for about 14 years, 13 years on YouTube, 14 years is 15 years as far as ministry wise. I've been in this thing a long time. And if you would have asked me or told me at year one that it would have took me this long, I probably would have quit and went on my own way. I'm so glad it's taken this long. And yes, I bubbled. Yes, there were some viral moments, but I'm so glad God is keeping me here. I go at God's pace. If God is walking, I'm walking. If God is jogging, I'm jogging. If God is stopping, I'm stopping. If God's picking up the pace, I'm picking up the pace. I only move when he moves. Because I know my potential cannot be grasped in a day. You have to understand, you have to know your pace. And you have to let pace have its, uh, or no patience too. One thing you must know about potential, you must understand patience. And if you allow all of these things to work in conjunction with the work of patience in your life, then you will establish the right pace. And then one day you'll look up and you'll be like, man, I am really thriving in what I was developed to do. All of you all have potential. But unfortunately, a lot of people won't tap into it fully. 
You have to get over your past. You got to get over the problems. You got to utilize those problems and turn them into partners. See, I look at my problems as, as opportunities. I look at obstacles as opportunities, problems as possibilities. Shifting your perspective from the pages of God's word and allowing the Holy Spirit to be your guide, my friend. And over time, you will tap into your full potential. And for all those people like, but coach, I done messed up. I'm 40 years old. I'm 30 years old. I'm 25 years old. And I got a lot of things that I in my life. If you allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, he can redeem the time. Colonel Sanders was 65 when he created the six herbs, seven, it was eight, nine herbs and seven herbs and spices. You're never too old. To be bold. You're never too old to open up the biblical fold. You're never too old. You see what I'm saying? And so, I pray it was a blessing to you. Just want to give y'all that quick word on IG. I haven't, I haven't really served you all in a while. Make sure you check out the link in my bio, man. Uh, for books, card games, resource ways for you to support what I do, all that good stuff. I'm waving to everybody. If you want to face-to-face me, go ahead and type your questions in now. My wife's in the building. Live Q&A right now. So type your questions. I got about until 9 o'clock. I got 11 minutes. I want to serve you all with some questions. I just got off of YouTube. We talked about some lot of stuff, man. We talked about um, um, lustful dreams, how to overcome that. We talked about how not to worry about what people think about you. Talked about a lot. I think I'm going to scroll all the way up. But if you got a question, you can you can uh, join. You can request to join me live face-to-face. Or you can type your question in with a little question bubble. But I'm going to go I'm gonna scroll to the top and see what the question was up here. Oh, we got one already. My boy, what's up, Tris? Man, family, how you been, son? Nephew, whatever name and title you want me to give you. My boy, how you feeling, man? That's one of my students back at, at Victory, man. How you been? Long time no see, coach. All's well, family. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're uh, still pursuing your purpose in a strong way. Hope you're still with God, fam. I know you are. And I believe, man, you're going to tap into your full potential. But I'm doing well, man. We miss you, man. But I'm glad to see you on here, family. Hope you are well, man. Take care of yourself, man. Stay focused. Love you, man. Let me scroll up. Anybody else got any questions? I'm going to scroll up to the top and see who I... A uh, good girl going rich. God has showed me so much favor to God. Be the glory. He said he'll surround us with favor like a shield. I have recently fasted and been obedient. He showed me more confirmation of a new home. I even had a dream. I was standing outside of this home. I applied. I applied for it. Everything. Let me see if you wrote anything else. And everything I got did not. Everything I got denied at the 11th hour. I know the devil wants me to doubt God, but I am standing firm in God. How do you know when it's God's will versus my wants? Is my discernment off? Well, listen, God has showed me so much. And one thing that I go by, my friend, is the knowing that I have with God. I always utilize my past experiences with God to determine my present encounters with, with, with things that God has for me in a moment, right? Sometimes denial, we get so hurt by denial that we forget get that sometimes denial means pr- pr- protection. That sometimes the de- denial doesn't mean that, that the dream is off, the discernment is off. That just means that this is not for you. God is so specific. God is so detailed that we just got to go with the flow. One thing about me right now, I know there's lands that I didn't have to uh, 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 toil, vineyards I didn't have to toil, houses I didn't have to build. That's mines. I'm not worried about that, right? And so even in the 11th hour, if it's been taken away, do not lose heart because the enemy knows. See, what happens, what is happening for you before it happens for you is seen before you see it. 
So everything in the natural world is the fruit of the spiritual world. This natural world, what we see, is only a molecule uh, 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 existence in compared to eternity and to the spiritual world. Right? So demons know when there is a 45 foot a U-Haul truck, spiritual, you heavenly U-Haul parking up against your life. And so what they want to do is get you in disbelief, right? So keep believing <clears throat> that that's whatever house God has for you is yours. Sometimes, like I give you an example, there was a house that we was going to go after before we got this one, right? And uh, in my spirit, I'm like, this ain't it. And we got discouraged because we had to hurry up and move because it was, it would, we had to move because we didn't want the townhouse. And then when I saw this house that we're in, even though it's a temporary home, I knew it was mine. I knew it was mine. I knew it was ours. And so even when I got into the paperwork, the lady said somebody already put a deposit of houses off the market. I said, okay, ma'am, I'm not worried about it because I know it's mine. A day later, she calls me and says the person, she's been calling this person over and over again. And this person who already put their full deposit down has gone without a trace. Who knows? It could have been an angel that put that 16, whatever the money, I ain't gonna put them in there, but who put that deposit down to hold the house for me. Who knows? <clears throat> All I know is I'm sitting in what I knew God wanted to put me in, and that's how I gauge my life based upon what I face in life. That if I feel in my spirit, man, from recent experiences with the spirit, man, well, as far as the Holy Spirit, and when I feel that it's mine, it's mine. So let me go back up to make sure, answer your question thoroughly. That's why I tell my testimony, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So God, God's favor is not dry. Your discernment is not dry. Just, un, just know that God is detailed, that God will help you prevail. I've been obedient. He showed me more confirmation of a new home. The new home is coming. I even had dreams. I was standing outside of the home. I applied and everything. Don't even worry about it. Keep. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of days. Everything will prove the reason why it happened the way it happened, because God loves an audience. So we as believers have to be okay when they mock, when they laugh, or when we feel discouraged because God loves an audience. Because if, if he can testify through a testimony in the midst of a test when everybody is protesting against the test that you're facing, and then he can reveal himself as your God, then he will have more people to fall at his feet and serve him as their God. Hope that. Anybody want to join me live? Anybody got a question they want to type in? Or y'all just enjoying what we're doing here? Let me see if there's any more questions. I got students all in here. Thank y'all for coming, man. Thank y'all for being. Make sure I wave at everybody. I don't want to be disrespectful. And if I didn't wave at you, my apologies. <clears throat> Angie all says, hey, coach, how's it going? All's well. We're going good. Everything's good over here. Is it, is it a good idea to date an ex from years ago? It's never a good idea if you first don't present the idea to God. If it ain't a God idea, it ain't a good idea. Right. So the best way is to go to God and say, God, is this, is this an idea you have for me to go back to my ex? Like, but, but if it's possible, don't get me wrong, but your ex must match your next. If you're ever going to go back with an ex, that ex must match your next. And it must be within God's context for you. If it ain't within God's context, then there's no need to entertain an ex or anybody who tries to be your next. Because oftentimes we get so focused on our next that we get with another next and that next becomes our ex. Because we don't really understand God's context for us in regards to our lives, right? And if you want to know God's context for your life, to get in this text, which is not a con, which is a good thing for you, and that's his word, right? And so when you understand that, 
then you will begin to be guided. I can tell you yay or nay, but you got to find the way God has for you and, and learn how to fish for yourself. Learn how to fellowship for yourself. I can't pour from my fellowship to you all. You got to fellowship for yourself so you can know God for yourself so that you can walk on without God with lesser and lesser help from me. Right? You see what I'm saying? And so, so uh, 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 it's never a uh, God ideas are the best ideas. If it's not a God idea, it's not a good idea. Butter, butter, uh, butter, uh, butternary goods. I think I said your name wrong. I said your name right. Do you think people can hear from God personally? Yeah, God speaks. He God talks to me all the time. Talks to me in various ways. He talks to me uh, uh, in my spirit, man, in my knower. I can sense what he's saying. I can feel his guidance. I can sense his direction, right? So God is still talking, man. Yeah, we can hear from God. I miss you too. All love for show. Of course, I'm still walking. That's what's up. I'm proud of you, man. If God said it, what happened? That's right. Uh, uh, Ellen, uh, Elaine, Elena, uh, Danielle says, my ex goes to my church and we were together for two and a half years. Last month, he moved on from two weeks of us not speaking. How do I keep peace with seeing him at church and trust God has my heart? Great question. That's difficult. It is difficult to be in the vicinity of, of a person who is with intimately. It's definitely difficult. I totally understand, right? But what you have to understand is that uh, um, in order to, uh, 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 you can't run from it. If that's a church that God wants you, you got to anchor yourself in it. You got to root yourself in it, right? Uh, and even if he's moved on, uh, this is a time for you to move on as well. It's time for you to heal. Because if you, how can you deal if you're not first healed, right? And so right now, you got to get on a sheet of paper. That's what you do to overcome someone in your vicinity. You get a sheet of paper and you write down why this relationship had to end. Why did it have to end? And I want you, I want you to write down what all that you can learn from that relationship. You can type it. You can write it. And what I want you to do is to write down the individual's name and everything you learned from the relationship, everything you got from the relationship, everything you learned. Also, write with that the reasons why the relationship had to end, right? Because if you can learn from it, then you can earn from it. But if you don't learn from it, then you will burn from it. You will burn emotionally. And every time you see that, it will be a burning in your heart. But the more you keep that reminder in the forefront of your face, every time you feel your feelings rise, then, you'll, then the facts will cause your feelings to subside. The facts of the relationship. Write down everything. The reason why it wasn't supposed to be. So every time you see him at church, you will see him clearly. You won't see him. You won't see what could be. You will see him clearly. And you'll begin to see that God has something better for you. No knock to him, but a knock to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so there's a reason why you're not with him. Uh, and, and, and you can go and pursue your purpose. And so you don't have to speak. You don't have to. You could be cordial. But but at the end of the day, you got to prepare yourself because oftentimes when people break up with you, they break up oftentimes, not oftentimes, but sometimes they break up because they they see something that they think is better. And then what happens is they'll go out there and graze on other grass and find no nutrients there. And they'll try to come back to you after a period of time. And if you haven't built yourself up, you'll fall right back into the trap. You'll fall right back into a person that really only came back to you because they missed you, but don't really want to be with you. With you, but want to be at least up under your shade and your fruit. 
Be very careful what people do during your fall and winter season. Whoa, I'm about to preach now. Be very careful with the people who leave you during fall and winter. Because when people begin to see that you're no longer bearing fruit, and when people begin to see that you're no longer providing shade, they will go to another fruitful tree. And then when that person goes through their fall and winter, they want to come back when you're blossoming. And that's when you have a fence around your garden. That's when you have a new gardener in your garden that's guarding you and protecting you in spirit, which is the spirit of God. So you don't want people coming back and just pulling fruit off your tree willy-nilly thinking they have a, a, <clears throat> a hold on you. Don't let people be bold that they can have a hold on you. And so you got you to gotta level up and, and become the woman you need to be. That doesn't mean you do it to prove to him that you were the better woman. Never. Anytime a man make you feel like that you have to compete, then he ain't for you. If you, have, if you feel like you're competing with somebody, then that person's not for you. We don't compete, nor do we complete. We compliment. You see what I'm saying? And so I hope to help. Oh, it's nine on one. Uh, let me see. I'm waving to everybody. I think that's my time. I done did two videos. Facts over. See, one of my students said facts over feelings. That's right, girl. Facts over feelings. I don't care what you're feeling. Is what are the facts? Facts leads to acts, actions. You see what I'm saying? Feelings leads to uh, <laughs> trying to find a word that match, but you know what I'm trying to say. So good, thank you, thank you. God bless y'all. But well, that's all the questions. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Hope y'all enjoyed um this live killer. Make sure I write down what we talked about today. Facts over feelings. What else we say? Let's talk about. Let me scroll up. Oh, let's talk about that. So I can write it in my um. We talked about oh, being denied. All right. I love y'all. Hope y'all was blessed by this. Links in my bio for those watching Instagram. Um, those watching on YouTube, link in the description box below for books. My latest book. Um, do I got the books here? Yeah, I got it here, but y'all know what it is. Links in the bio. Love y'all. See y'all next time. Peace.